This episode of the Beer Brawl is presented with no commercial interruption by simplybeer.com. Every day, baby, when the sun go down, I get with my friends and I begin to clown. I don't care what the people are thinking. I ain't drunk. I'm just drinking. But you're so high. Oh, man, you know I ain't high. But you're so high. Just take a little bit every now and then. All right, welcome to another beer brawl, number 24. 24. Short run, but uh, we're getting there. I think we finally got uh, all the kinks worked out with our uh, sound and so forth, so now we should be good to go, right? You're saying that it took 24 uh, episodes with me on the sound to get the kinks out of it? Because I think it was... No, I think that's what you said. Because <laughs> I, I think it should be noted that this is uh, Peter's maiden voyage as not only the maven uh, of simplybeer.com and the weekly uh, beer brawl, but also as a, self, a self-contained recordist. There we go. I can now push play and record. <laughs> Works. All right, so this episode we're going to be doing sour beers, and it was inspired by uh, last week's uh, Peniel beer, which uh, Mark didn't want to give a rating on because, well, he's never had sour beers before. So, Mark, this one's for you. Okay. We're doing six sour beers tonight. We have the Dogfish Head Festina Pesh, which is a Berlinger Weiss, the Linderman's Pesh Lambic which is a peach-flavored lambic, the uh, Cantillon Rose de Gambrinus, which is a, uh, what is it? it's a raspberry-flavored lambic. Then we have uh, the Duché de Bourgogne. That one's uh, a Flanders red. Then we have uh, the Zotzur, which is a, a Flemish red as well. And then finishing off the night, uh, which is one that most people have heard of as far as sour beers go. It is the Rodenbach Grand Cru. We've got a couple different styles of uh, sour beers. So we'll uh, start off first with the uh, Festina Pesh. Peter, your, from buddy Dogfish from, Head. your buddy from Simply Green. Uh, Leafy Green Info. Leafy Green Info. Leafy Green Info. Twittered me today uh, after I made fun of you for doing the sour beer. And um, and he he is is a beer aficionado as well, and yeah, he, he made likes f- he made fun of me for making fun of you for forcing us to drink sour beer, saying that <laughs> we would we would grow to love them. You will grow to like we them. W- so 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 beer aficionados. You can at least grow to appreciate them. I think you know at least trying them and appreciating them for what they are. I mean that's the first step. Being willing to try them. Uh-huh. You know it, it takes a lot to. Stomach, I think, the concept of sour beers, you know. You hear skunky beers. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to drink skunky beers. No. But sour beers are intended to have a tartness to almost a puckery sourness. Okay. And we're going to get to see a whole variety of different levels of tartness to sourness tonight. Not only see them, but taste them. See exactly. them and taste them, yes. All right, so the dogfish head. We all have come to grow and love dogfish head beers. Yes, we have. They always seem to at least put out, um, you know, a, a quality product. Some of them are 
good, some of them are amazing, and still some of them are unbelievable. I think this is the brand that I've that I've uh, come to know through you and through the beer podcast, taking part of them. That I, I've has become part of my daily beer intake. They're this, they're good beers. Yeah. I mean, you're at least with Dogfish Head. You may not like all their beers, but at least they're going to be a quality beer. Mm -hmm. Without no, that question. So, I mean, the, you're going to get pretty much what they describe on the label. So, if you don't like what they describe on the label, you're probably not going to like yeah, the beer. Yeah, but you can almost consistently say that if you pick up a dogfish head, you're going to be satisfied. Yeah. I mean, they do have, if, if there's, there's a bit beer. of a family taste, I think, that crosses the beers that, that I happen to love. It was the dogfishes married the heads. Wasn't there you that go. What it was. So, the, the, so this is a uh, this is a Berliner Weiss. This is a German style sour beer or tart beer. What did we? So we had an Italian style the other night. The other night was Italian, and the rest of them tonight will all be Belgian. Okay. So this is one of the few German styles that gets into that tartness. Um, it's kind of not many people are making them. This is one of these few beers that's making a resurgence. Uh, the style of beer uh, is very low in alcohol, 4.5%. Oh, wow. It's, it's very pale. It's really Almost light. like straw colored. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's got a really, mine at least has a pretty thick um, white head on it. I poured it a little bit hard. It almost looks like pickle juice, like what pickles juice. become jarred in. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know about pickle juice. I don't know about, but it, it didn't strike me that way. There are only um, a few breweries left in Berlin that are, that are making this. At one point there was over 70 breweries making this style of beer. Now what, is, now what does that tell you? Well it tells us that after World War II we really bombed the crap out of them and all the breweries were destroyed. Actually it was during World War II that we bombed the crap out of them. It wasn't after World War II. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for the correction. Now we went back in to rub their noses in it. <laughs> Nonetheless, I mean it's one of these it's, um, it's, a, it's a vice beer that's fermented with uh, lactic cultures uh, to really give it um, acidic or like a green apple kind of tartness to it. And uh, right off the nose, you can kind of smell, yeah. you know, you can't really smell acidity, but there's that tartness that kind of, you know, you get with that green apple, Jolly Rancher-ish mm -hmm. kind of aroma. It's a very different taste than the Italian sour beer. This, this is a, a much more pleasant beer to my palate. I still am not all the way down with the sour beer concept. I'm not quite there yet. Well, this is a different type of sour beer. I mean, we're, we, the one we had last week, that was a Flemish red. Okay. This one is the Berliner Weiss. Okay. And it is also made with peaches, so it's going to have that. It got to get that little peachy flavor. It's got to a lot it. of mitigating sweetness mm -hmm. along with it. Um, but it's it's more tart. Than necessarily sour. Yes, I, I completely agree. So instead of getting towards that vinegar end, it's just kind of um, almost, I want to say flavors, but it gives you that pucker. It's, it's more you know? citrusy than vinegary, like you said. Yeah. It's yeah. good though. Uh, I enjoy it's, it. It's very good. Um, the, the other beer to me, I can't, the name of it escape, escapes me, the, the one from last week. Peniel uh, Burique. Okay. Had, had you not told me that that beer was supposed to taste like that, I would have thought it was, it was off. This beer tastes like it's supposed to taste this way. It tastes mm -hmm. like a, a fully it's manufactured, good. expertly done beer. Well, I, I think once you get into drinking some of these Flemish Reds, you'll see that you know, it really is supposed to taste that way because of the way okay. it's, it's brewed. And, and we'll get into that a little bit later. 
when we get when we get to. But uh, you know, this one here, I'd say definitely a great summer thirst quenching style of beer. I mean, it kind of really dries out your mouth and. You want to have another one. Did they do the Flemish Reds to go with a particular kind of food or a particular culture's uh, culinary landscape? The the Reds? Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll talk about it a lot when we, when we get three of them tonight. Or so. the sour beers in general, I mean. Are they supposed to be served with a certain kind of food or a certain dish? Or They do pair up well with certain kinds of foods. Like this one here, I mean, go with fish. You know, something... Yeah, I would say so. You fish. know, that's got like a, a, a simple fish with a lemon zest to it. I could I mean. see drinking this with a little Wienerschnitzel, <laughs> if I might say. <laughs> I like this. I, I like the style, too, actually. Yeah? yeah it's a little bit... Yeah, it's a little different. If you want something to take a break from uh, what you might typically drink, I think it's a nice choice. I like this beer. It's good. What did he say about another bottle? They always, uh, malt beverage brewed with peach concentrate. Uh, is it Neil? I'm surprised that they use peach concentrate. Usually I would think of Dogfish Head as using peaches. They tend to use like more whole natural ingredients, I think, on a whole with some of their beers. Probably peat, the concentrate lets them be more consistent from batch to batch. It probably does, yeah. but it, it's just kind of surprising me that they're using a concentrate. They call it a neo, a neo Berliner uh, style. It's kind of, I guess, it's their take on on the style. You know, adding peaches to it. And well, it's kind of on the money, I think. Hey, you know what? I, this is the first time I didn't even uh, introduce you guys this week. For those of you who, who don't listen regularly, the guy was just talking. That's Mark Jackson, with us here almost every week. Same with uh, Corey Greenberg, who uh, formerly doing our sound and now is just uh, hanging out with us and enjoying the beer. Been demoted. Not demoted, promoted. No, it's, that's <laughs> perfectly fine. Uh, we, 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 we've discussed this many times. It's, uh, it's time for you to, to, to fly, Grasshopper, and fly you will. Fly you must. It's good, it's good to be self-contained. There we go. There we go. And it's not terribly In today's modern technological world. Moving on, we have the uh, Linderman's Pesh Lambic. Now this is also a peach beer, but this is slightly different from the last one. Uh, this is going to be a Lambic, not a Berliner Weiss. Um, we'll get into it. It's more kind of in the lines of a fruit beer that's mm -hmm. a little bit sour. Dough! Oh, cork! We have a cork <laughs> in this one. Look at that. Uh, Sucks to be that bottle. I'll right. hold off on that. Any indication on it it's a cork? <laughs> There was a cork oh, I, thought the, the, I thought it, it broke off from the from the, the cap. So All I right, so <laughs> back here, didn't realize while I was opening this up, this uh, had a cork in it. So uh, I had to go run and get a uh, um, corkscrew. Nice uh, jackrabbit. All right, so this one here, this is a lambic. Now the lambics. A different style than the uh, Berliner Weiss that we just looked at. Now, a lambic is a basically it's a fruited beer, and a lot of times been aged in oak, so it gives it a really interesting flavor. And that's uh, a lot. Also, a lot of times they're naturally or wildly fermented. So this one here, you can see that head dissipated really quickly on this one. 
just kind of yes. left with a, a little bit of a, a collar. It's also a lot darker than the last beer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it really kind of kind of gets into the oh I don't know coppery. Thin I, coppery I, I see color. this beer distributed fairly often. Actually. Right. Linderman's is a, is a very common lambic. You'll see it almost in every uh, liquor store you go to. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, they they have uh, peach. They have raspberry. They have apple. Uh, they have cherry. Uh, they're all different names. So you got Creek Framboise, which is the raspberry, Pesh, which is the uh, peach. So there's different different flavors of it as well. This has a really nice bouquet. It's really yeah. It, it couldn't be more different than the Dogfish Head. It's almost like um, like a dried fruit and yeah. almost a potpourri. So you got a very floral aroma, but you can also smell that there's something else underlying oh my, wow. that this one actually might be a little more sweet than this, you might expect. I, I just took a sip and I, I, if you told me this this was half honey, I would believe you. Mm. It tastes like one of those, like when you go to an Ethiopian restaurant, you get that, that drink that's half honey, half white wine. It tastes like, it tastes like it's 40% honey. It's a... It's very... Um, Candy-like. Yeah, it's completely different um, than than the dogfish. It I mean, could it, not it's, be. Yeah, yeah. but it's got it's got it. a lot of sour undertones underneath it all. But there, but but, and it just kind of it lingers for a little yeah. bit, and it can still kind of taste it on your teeth, and then it kind of goes away. But it's also it's it's one of these beers that's very sweet, and and also sour at the same time. Hmm. Kind of a, a sweet. A little and sour. bit. This one's a little bit more on the sweet side than the sour side. It's like yeah. a, it's like a sour candy. Mm -hmm. You know, which but is it's it's not it's not sugary. a major sour sour candy like Jolly Ranchers are pretty tart. This is really sweet it's with very the subtle, underlying yeah, yeah. sourness. Um, but I wouldn't even call this one tart. I would call it a, a sour underpinning to the sweetness. I can see drinking a few of the dogfish, but I, I couldn't see drinking all that many of this. But this I is, could see I could see our wives drinking this. Maybe. Whereas I could not see our wives drinking dogfish. No, no, no. I'm going to stay away from these sexist comments. Yeah. Well, well they're we all... Get hammered for those again, Mark. Yeah, I know. You know. <laughs> Did you get hammered for some sexist comments? No, no. But, you know, to kind of pigeonhole that this is a, a drink for women more than men, I don't know about that. You guys get that peach flavor oh. in these Well, you know, I noticed they the say, whole actually, basket, I guess. they say here that it's, it's malt beverage with peaches added, mm -hmm. which I wonder uh, accounts for a much stronger peachy taste than, than the dogfish. Well, they use um, juice. They use peach juice. Yeah, but um, there they use I mean, is, I isn't know. this just... Uh, now, look, I enjoy it. I, I, I'm going to pour it on the glass. I, I enjoy this experience. But isn't this just two steps away from Bartles and James? This particular one, I think I would agree with you. It's not even two steps. I think this is like half a step away from like Bartles and James. And you know what? I, I can't stand Bartles and James. I like this. I'll, I'll have another one of these. But this is 4% alcohol. I mean, this is yes. really low on yeah. the alcohol side. No. But it, but but it's it's a very pleasant. I, I'm I'm I have a sweet tooth. I like things that are sweet, and I would have another one of those in a heartbeat. But I don't know that I would go out with you guys uh, to celebrate something and belly up to the bar and order us uh, three peshes. No, I, I 
Yeah, I, I think I would agree with you on that. I think you might get some funny looks. <laughs> <laughs> I know you'd you know, have my back, but <laughs> I, I know I'd still get my ass beat. You know, as like going up and ordering sex in the beach. I think. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Even at that place that serves the crepes in Montclair, I think I'd still get my ass beat if I ordered these. But uh, but but you know, unlike a lot of you know, like the wine cooler craze, which came and went, and I I thought it was mystifying and awful. Um, I, I enjoy this. It's, it's a flavorful, sweet. Um, tasty beer if you have a sweet tooth which I do yeah uh, lambic made from local barley unmalted wheat and wild yeast after spontaneous fermentations peaches are added creating a secondary fermentation and yielding a beer of exceptional flavor and complexity I think, I think, it, is, I think it is complex actually uh, in, in, I'm not know, really getting the complex out of this you don't yeah, think I mean, so no it's really straight up sweet yeah. peach you know? I don't know. It's 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 a it's a it's not really a beer, is it a beer? It's not really a beer. It's good. It's a It's a malted beverage. I enjoy. You know we're, what? I we're, enjoy we're, it. Here, we're here to you yeah. know try to explain these beers yeah. and kind of give what these beers are about and well, kind of leave We've, that up to everybody to figure out for themselves whether or not they they think that's a it's a beer or not. I mean, you kind of get into that fruit style. Yeah. Again, which, you know, I'm not a huge fan of. What's but, the what's uh, the price of this guy? 3 bucks. Okay, so so it's not a it's not a huge yeah, uh, I think it's No, it's a, it's a it's a 333 mil. All right. Uh the dogfish head I think was probably 2.99 probably for the a bottle like this, 12 ounce bottle. Might go well with brandy. Yeah. Mix a little brandy with that. Actually, yeah. Or, or <laughs> we'll pour that over some uh, vanilla ice cream. Yeah, All right. That might be it. Time to move on to our next beer. I've had enough of them. Yeah, I don't think Linderman's. we were overly impressed with that, frankly. <laughs> I, I liked it. I'm going to raise my hand and say I liked it. Great. I like show tunes, though. There you go. All right. Next, we have the Cantillon Rose de Gambrinus. Okay. All right. Now we got a really interesting red beer here. We have the uh, Cantillon Rose de Gambrinus. This is a raspberry beer. It's also like the last one, a Lambic. Um, I have a feeling this one might be a little bit different. First of all, you can see the head retention on this oh, is, yeah. is much stronger. It's a, uh, I would say it's a strawberry raspberry colored beer, as since it's made with raspberries, one would expect a red mm -hmm, beer. Mm -hmm. And a little pink, pink head on this. Now, Peter, they call this a blended lambic beer. Does that have any? Uh, does that matter that it's they call it a blended lambic? Yeah, the, what they're what they're saying is that so they have these oak barrels they age it in. So they're probably maybe a hundred barrels. So they take those hundred barrels and they mix them all back together again, and they blend them back all together because every oak barrel is slightly different. Okay. Um, and then that way they get a more uniform flavor in each bottle of the batch. So this one I think is going to be a little bit more of a typical <laughs> Lambic as Corey's face Okay, is so here's the deal. So Peter's talking, <laughs> I'm, you know, half listening, and I, and I knocked this thing back after having, you know, tasted the last one, which was like Holly Hobby beer. And then I take a, and plus you pour this, and it's this, you know, deep red, fruity, I'm looking at raspberries, the, you know, the label is this, you know, gorgeous, uh, you know, Zoftig uh, blonde, naked, sitting on this guy's lap. It's all, everything about uh, it is uh, Speaking sweet. of the label, I'm really kind of surprised they allowed that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's, there's like, a, I want to say, that at least 
well, anyway. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, all, it's all portending sweetness to come. And I knock back this gulp, and it's not very sweet at all. No. It's, it's got a lot of bite to it, as most naked blondes would also, <laughs> frankly. Uh, There's not, not a lot of sweetness in the nose on no, this, though. No, no it, it is really more of an acrid... Aroma yeah. to it. I it mean, really is acrid. You're absolutely right. But it's also you can get kind of um, like uh, mint, and almost like um, I'm not getting the mint on the aroma. This is very quite sour. Um, yeah, this is very very sour beer. Man, we've been doing one eighties every, every, every from the first to the second now to the third. It's he's, like he's toying with our emotions. Yes, yes he is. Yeah, the aroma's uh, jerking um, us like a yo-yo. <laughs> Like a beer yo-yo. <laughs> it's almost kind of got a horsey aroma to it. Yeah, the, but 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 the aroma doesn't even begin to describe the the, the no. sour. No, I mean, this this you. beer, no matter how big of a beer geek you are, it's you're you're going to be hard pressed to hold back, you know, the puckering reaction the first yeah. time you drink this. I mean, it is a very tart, tart. Beer. Now you and I are at, at opposite ends of the the beer geek spectrum. I my initial reaction to this is I'm not crazy about it. I'm not getting pleasure from it. I don't want to drink any more of it. I don't hate it. It, it seems like it's a well done beer. It doesn't seem like it's it's amateurishly produced. But this is not the beer that I would choose to drink if I had choices. But you at at the high geek end of the spectrum is this an enthusiast's delicious beer. This is a beer to try. Whether or not you like it, I think you need to figure that out on your own, uh -huh. not based on, on kind of what we say. I'm, I'm going to tell you what I think of it. Corey's going to tell you what he thinks of it. Mark will tell you what he thinks of it. But once again, you know, we're here to kind of expand everybody's horizons a little bit, maybe introduce somebody to a new style of beer that they might not necessarily take, but be forewarned, you know, it is not your typical... Hoppy, Block malty, beer, yeah. malty, yeah. hop bomb, you know. This is a very traditional lamb. This is. Yes, this is basically what you I would expect from drinking a lamb. Maybe it's a little bit on the tartar end than I would expect. What about like the going vi on vinegar the component? Is this, does this have more or less vinegar? than you would hope for in a beer like this. Well, there's, n there's never any really vinegar No, I, in I the just beer. mean taste. It's, it's kind of a balsamic-y, vinegary... Right, and, yeah. and you get that from the yeast bacteria that's in this beer. Okay. And the longer they're in these oak barrels eating away the sugars, the more they grow, you know, the bigger the colony of yeast gets, the more sugars they're available from the eat, the, the sour the beer tends to get. This is um, it's an, it's it's an interesting drink. I, See, I what think, do you think, Mark? What, what, I think oh, you okay. got to get past the first sip, the second okay. sip, because by that time, then your taste buds are kind of, all right, they're warmed up, kind of so to speak, for that tart. Seventh sip. But it's becoming less tart each is time it? you drink it. No, well, for me it is. For me, after my second sip, I was able to start tasting the raspberries in the beer. You know, a little bit of that oak. That came from the aging, um, a bit leathery, not, not quite leathery, but um, earthy, I guess. Yeah, no, this has an aftertaste that I don't find pleasant, no. frankly. Yeah, Maybe. see, here's me. It's not working. I, for I'm me. listening to you talk, 
And, and the more you talk and the, the descriptors you use, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, you know, this probably, yeah, this beer isn't so bad. I take another sip. <laughs> and, then I, and then I listen to you more, you're saying, oh, leather and, and, you know, pine tar soap and baseball and fireworks and firearms and old Marvin movies. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, this isn't pretty. And then I take another sip and, and I'm with you, Mark. I just, if you like really sour, not the beer for you. The last one, if you like, if you, I mean, if, if you, you like, like really if you're sour, right. if you don't like sour, what I should say, if you don't like sour, this is not the beer for you. you know, if you don't like sweet, the last one wasn't for you. It's funny, there, there are different kinds of sours. In fact, I think that the scientists have found, isn't there, they, there's another discrete kind of sour at the very, very back of your tongue. They, they have a term for it, but I can't think of the name of it. And this beer is sour. I mean, the, other, the, other, the new one that they, there, there's some sour foods I like. I like sour cabbage, like stuffed cabbage with that, a lot of citric ass, uh, citric, citrus salt, citric salt, citrus salt, citric acid, whatever the hell it is. Right, so um, it's like salt with citric acid. Yeah, yeah. I like that kind of sour. Lemon juice, I like that kind of sour. I like sour apples, sour candy. Uh, Sour Patch Kids yeah. love Sour Patch Kids. I'm surprised you don't like that because this has that same sour really? as Sour Patch Kids. Oh. It really, uh, to me, it, it, they <laughs> taste don't... very similar. There, there's, there's an eggy vinegariness at the end that, that I don't, um, that just puts me off. I, I, I want to like this beer because I love, I, I love the beers that come in the big champagne bottles. I love the, this is, you know, a great looking label. I like the, the Belgian part of it. I've been to Belgium, love the country. I love all the aspects of it. I love raspberries, love the color of it. But but that that little eggy, vinegary sourness at the end, I just can't uh, abide by. Okay. I'm hoping for a little bit of an upswing here now. Those, those last two didn't didn't work for me, so I'm hoping that the, the fourth one will, uh, will resonate, so to speak, with my taste buds. All right, so here, our next beer up. We have the Duché de Bourgogne. This is a Flanders red. I'm, I'm hopeful for this. Now this, this style of beer, basically the, the premise behind a Flanders, Flanders red is that you age a beer for an extended amount of time in oak barrels, and then you blend it back with a younger version hmm. of that same beer. So you basically are taking old and new, one that has really been soured and one that's not so sour. Interesting. So let me get my notes on this one here. So this one here, they're taking an eight-month-old beer that's been aged for eight months and then blending it with one that's been aged for 18 months. So it's in a ratio with this beer, they don't say. Um, but it's probably one-to-one one-third to two-thirds, somewhere within that range. Um, this one here is six, just over 6% alcohol. Uh, it is a Belgian beer. Can I interrupt and you? It's, no, not yet. <laughs> and it's named after, it's kind of meant to honor Mary of Burgundy. I love this beer. Well, the, the, the bouquet on this is, is extremely pleasant. It's like yes. caramel. It's like a craft caramel. Leather. Oh, a little honey almost to it. The, the caramel is a good, good pull on that. This it's is kind of fruit. It's also got a fruity, like fig aroma to it as well. Like, very you subtle. get all that honey and caramel and leather and fig. and. If this is a sour beer, then you're right. I do like sour beer. This is, this is a. 
extremely enjoyable beer on all fronts. So this one here, it's a, uh, I'd say it's kind of a mahogany, cherry mahogany color. Yeah. Uh, it's got a pretty good head on it. Some pretty good lacing going on too. It's a kind of an auburn, auburn head, I guess. It was good, very strong aroma. The aroma is very strong, yeah. and, and it's it's almost sweet. So yeah, I it, wouldn't say it's sweet though. I, to I mean, it's I very know. caramely and 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 uh, just it's it's a brown. It's a sweet brown nose. It's quite a quite a delicious beer. It's though. a really delicious beer. The um, wow, it really has. Um, like some viscosity to Syrupy the, the afterwards, um, the mouthfeel. Yeah. But those those flavors on the aroma really come through. But the sourness is really almost underlying in this it's, beer. It's it's there. It's present, but it's not um, kind of over the top. No, not at all. Uh, and this probably might be, you know, for somebody who really wants to start getting into the Flanders Red. And you never had one before. You might not want to start off with like the Omegang Rouge. This might be one to start off with because it's. It kind of seems like it's kind of like a stepping stone, like a halfway into it, uh, because it's got some sweetness to it, some fruity, dark fruity sweetness, and an underlying sourness that is well balanced within the beer. But good call on the figs, though, because it does have a very figgy, caramely. It's it's a it's like a. Uh... Well, unfortunately, I really couldn't find much about this beer, um, except for a little bit of backstory about the uh, Mary of Burgundy, who was in honor of after she died in a horse riding accident. And horse riding. <laughs> horse riding accident like in fourteen fifty seven. Yeah, she was riding the horse. This beer tastes really really superb if you hold it in your mouth just for a second or two. And you, you know, just keep it there, and then and then let it go down. It warms it slightly in your mouth. Then it, then it hits the back of your of your mm -hmm. of your mouth, the beginning of the throat, and it's just so very very tasty. It's like a, it's like a beer version of a of a really good gooey sort of toll house brownie. It's so delicious. I can't necessarily a, get a chocolate chip on that one, but uh, it's just you know, it's just it's, a good sweet cakey, just delicious it is, beer. It is a bit on on the sweet side. Gold Medal World Beer Cup, rated exceptional. Beverage what about a butterscotch tasting brownie? institute? I like this one. Oh yeah! Thank God we we. Now, how, how expensive was this one, Peter? This one here, I think, was maybe ten dollars. All right. For the bottle, I can't remember. Nine it's a big 10. bottle. Big big yeah. bottle. This is a seven fifty milliliter bottle. Uh, six point six, actually six point zero is what the label says. Six percent alcohol. So, so far, all these beers have all been very low in alcohol, which is nice for a change for us, I guess. We've been drinking a lot of big beers lately. Big, and, big beers. You know, these are fairly flavorful beers that are low in alcohol, which is you know a nice combination. It's 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 a very as much as I like it though I don't want to give the impression that it's a conventional beer tasting beer because it really isn't it's a very different tasting uh, beer if like Peter said you're used to just drinking these hoppy malty beers but it is a it, it's it's a different tasting beer that isn't alien or off putting it's a really no. enjoyable excellent experience highly recommend it man I want some more of that that was really good.
All right, next up we have uh, the Zazur Flemish Red. This is from uh, the Special Reserve Brewmaster's special, collection. The Special Reserve. Zazur. Yeah. So this one here looks like it's pouring, you know, pretty close to the same one. Uh, Flanders Red is, you know, a murky red, you know, colored beer. You generally, they all are within that color range. I don't know if I would describe them exactly as murky, but they're not clear. It's not maybe. clear. And, you well, know, maybe this one, yeah. They, they look, I guess, with the, the that reddish brown color and the haze, mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. it gives it a yeah. sense of murkiness. Yes. You know, not to use murky as a negative term here. Um, it is hazy. How about opaque? It's hazy <laughs> and slightly red. You know, you hold it up, it's got a little bit of a, a ruby hue to it. And uh, not not as good a head retention as the last one, but it's still not bad. Got a little bit of lacing going on. Now this one here, the Zatzur, is um, Flemish translation for sweet sour. Hmm. So with that in mind, this should, you know, have some sweetness to it, but also some sour. Get the, you get that from the nose. It, it seems that that way. It's got yeah, it's that, got the um, sour cherry nose. Yeah, when I first when I first put my nose into the glass, almost there was a. And this is probably not an accurate description, but a slightly burnt taste of some kind, a burnt uh, odor of some kind. Really? I, but I don't. I wouldn't. It's not burnt. Is not the word I'm trying to trying to think of. It's but cooked. Hmm? Yeah, cooked. cooked. I think you guys are talking about the same thing. It's, Maybe. It tastes like when you're when you're stewing cherries. The yeah. cherries get a little bit cooked and Maybe. They, they turn a little bit. Yeah, this is a very, very strong cherry smell. It's also mm. kind of still a bit earthy. and Some leather in there. Not bad. I, I, I'm kind of liking the aroma on this one. Hmm. A little more sour than the, than yeah. the last one. Mm. But good, oh. though. A lot more sour than the last one. Mm. There's something else in here, though. I'm trying to figure out what it exactly is. And it's is. also got that... Um, you just keep licking the sides and the top of your mouth, you, you like like a lap dog or something. <laughs> you know, just like that, that sourness yeah. in your mouth. You just kind of keep, I don't know what the term is used for, you know. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> salivating? Not salivating, but it, it's really dry. And it's really drying out your mouth. You're trying to kind of wet your mouth. Mm -hmm. Right. But this one here is a 7% uh, ABV. So mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a little mm -hmm. bit stronger than the last one. Very sour. If I if 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 somebody said to me what's representative of this style of beer, what what my conception of it would be would be this this beer, right now. That's <clears throat> interesting. Every time I take a sip, I, I get these like off flavors. I know. There's something. Not, not off flavors, but I'm getting like all of a sudden I just got like a little bit of chocolate that I wasn't expecting. I got a bit of um, soap before. Soap. No, 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 I'm serious. <laughs> not, not, not a bad thing, but just, just a little, I, I agree with you. And I think Mark was trying to put his finger on the, the, the note, and I, I don't think you still can. There, I can't some, either. There's I, some, I can't there's identify. Some, there's some flavors that keep, you know, kind of like peaking up and, and going away. And, and, and for me, I, I got like a, a slight bit of chocolate, kind of a little bit of earth, really earthy. Seaside. Mixed fermentation, sweet sour. Label the label doesn't really tell us much. No, nah, that label, Fact, the label doesn't tell us anything. I mean, about. you can't even really read the writing on here. Yeah. This might be something you kind of remember, but 
not it's not outstanding enough to me to really be memorable. No, it's got it's got a very strong oaky oakiness to it. Uh, it's got some weird flavors that just keep popping up, and you can't really put a finger on what they are. Um, but as soon as you as soon as you swallow it, it's out of your life. It doesn't stay in your mouth. It doesn't linger in your nostrils. Some of these beers uh, have have stuck around for a while. This yeah. one, you finish drinking it, and, and it's 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 gone. It's 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 over. I I I don't love it. I like it though. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not falling head over heels like I was with the the. This is, this is a lot more, a lot more sour mm -hmm. than the last one, and oh, I don't yeah. know if that's impacting the not objectionably the flavors sour, that I think, you're, you're experiencing. I think it's pretty balanced in its sourness. I, I you know, I. Uh... All right. Next up, we have the uh, Rodenbach Grand Cru. This is also a Flanders Red. It's six uh, percent ABV, and uh, this one here. I've had it before. Only did you have it on tap or did you have it out of a bottle? Out of a bottle. Uh, but the one I had out of a bottle had been cellared for over five years. Oh, wow. So it was probably much different than what we're drinking now. I think it would be unusual <clears throat> to find, or in my experience, unusual to find a, a tavern that would, would have this uh, on tap. No, I think a lot of places you'll find them, they'll have bottles like this. And bottles, stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's something people would... It's not, it's not a beer you're going to find everywhere either. Now this is a two-stage fermentation. Basically, it combines um, two beers. One's been aged that's kind of green. It's a new beer, and another one that's been aged for two years. And this one here is a ratio of one third of new beer, two thirds of old beer. So it's going to have a higher proportion of oakiness um, and probably a little bit more intense in the sourness. So here, this one's actually not quite that murky. It's actually a really nice mahogany color with some strong ruby highlights. Here, it kind of gets more into that um, kind of port aroma. Mm -hmm. It's um, also a lot more earthy, and, and, and it's kind of got a sweetness to, to the aroma. I mean, you can't smell sweet. Sweet isn't a smell, it's a taste, but my my conclusion, and we're not at the conclusion yet. But as as <laughs> your as, pre conclusion, <laughs> as 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 we're your getting prologue, yeah, right. My my, my pro epilogue, your epilogue. Um, getting on onto the last one is is that the, I guess one 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 would say the traditional sour beer is not my style of beer. So when I get to the ratings, you'll see that I, I veer off probably into the so-called the low nineties. So, so it's a, they're a little tough to rate. It's not something that I would I would go out of my way to find. But no, this, the yeah. last few. This this one, I mean, the cherries are, are very prevalent in this. A cherryness that's very prevalent in this beer. It's also got a lot more pucker um, when you you're, you're drinking it than the last two did. This is a lot more sour, but this is also this one here is kind of like the gold standard of Flemish Reds. I think this beer, of, of the beers we've had tonight, most perfectly gets that good balance between sweet and sour. I mean, I... There's a lot of sweetness in this beer. Yeah. And there's also a tremendous amount of sourness. But it's perfect. They play off each other perfectly. Yeah. Unlike, unlike the other beers. Even the beers that I preferred, quite frankly, as long-term drinkers. Yeah. No, this, this has a definite 
balance between that, almost kind of like um, in a wine-like quality. I'll say this also, though, and it doesn't happen all that often when, when we do the brawls, <clears throat> but in this particular instance, I would really love to have some food with, with this cheese. Because just drinking the beer in and of itself, I don't, you know, it, you kind of, it's too much at one time, but yeah. if you had some, if you were nibbling on some soft cheese, yeah, unless I was going to pair this up with something, I, I wouldn't be inclined to say, let me go down to the liquor locker and, and you know, pick up, pick up a couple bottles of, of you know, the Grand Cru. Right. Right. Well, actually, I, I did pick up a couple bottles of this <laughs> when I got the Grand Cru because I'm going to save a couple to sell it. This would even go. be good. Over Maybe time. like some, some very mild sausage wouldn't be bad. This is a, this these these are, are good beers. These are good beers. Yeah, I mean, they I mean, really are. And, and I do think they would pair well with food. The problem is, is that uh, I don't think a lot of people are willing to try it, and even if they are willing to try it, a lot of people just don't like sour, that taste of sour. Yes. Because um, it reminds them too much of a negative flavor. Right. Um, whereas here it's supposed to be not a negative flavor, but more of a, an enhancer of some of the other aspects of the beer. I mean, with this one here, you can really taste that oakiness and the cherry and earthiness of the beer and it really comes through very well. Beer's been around a long, long time. Yeah. But 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 this type of beer, there had to have been a reason for it. Well it, culturally. Most, you know, all, all all the beers up until a couple hundred last hundred years, they've all been naturally fermented. Whatever was floating around in the air was inoculating the beer and the yeast was growing and eating the sugars and producing the alcohol. So as they started to figure out about microbiology and microorganisms, you know, they started harvesting that leftover sludge. That was, it's basically a sludge, a pile of sludge at the bottom of the fermenters. Really? And then they go and they take it and, and they'll put it and they'll reuse it in the next beer. And that way you can get a little bit more consistency with these beers. Okay. But before that, I mean, you go to Egypt, you're going to have different yeast floating around in the air than in Maine or Belgium or Arizona or, or China. Um, so it's like Phil Collins. Right. And, Something and in the air tonight. There's different ingredients Ruan. that are being used. I mean, that 9,000-year-old recipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was using, you know, ingredients in, in China that, you know, aren't available to the pharaohs and right. you know not all beer was you know just barley and water um, hops were only put in in the last several hundred years mm -hmm. I mean they weren't using hops several hundred years ago what were they using whatever was around certain herbs spices um, you know whatever was local you know frankincense you're not you're, maybe Myrrh. you're not getting those things shipped to you you know, FedEx, you know, <laughs> it just didn't happen. You know, if there were hops, they had to be imported most likely, um, unless you were in, you know, some of these regions that were native for growing hops. I didn't realize there was, a, there was a pre-hop beer. All those 9,000-year-old beers, 3,000-year-old beers don't have hops. Those beers that Dogfish Head's been making, they don't have hops in them. I had no idea. They were using other ingredients. Pre-hop. There you go. Well, let's get on to the uh, getting on. Let's get it on! <laughs> All right. Mark, why don't you start off tonight? Okay. I shall start. The Linderman's Pesh Lambic. 
It was a complete 180 from the dogfish. Uh, it was much too sweet for my palate. And I wouldn't say bad because, it, I mean, I guess it probably isn't bad. It's really just not for me. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, as I alluded to before, this, is, this wouldn't be my, my favorite style of beer. But I gave the uh, Linnermans an 84. Next, I have the, um, the uh, Zotsur Flemish Red. Nice color, pleasant bouquet, but it really didn't seem all that memorable to me. Not something I'd go out of my way and say, oh, I'm going to get that Zotsur and pick up and I'm going to recommend it to my friends. Uh, you know, even if it's, uh, it just, I don't know, even if it's not authentic, it, 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 I don't know, just something I didn't like about it. It wasn't great for me. 86. Next, I have at a tie is the uh, Cantillon Rose de Gambrinus. Normally, I would give it a few points just for the label, but in this case, <laughs> uh, no, no tip of the hat there. But can anyone say pucker up? Yeah. Well, not after you had a sip of the Cantillon. Uh, super sour, like something califragilistic, expialidocious or other. A little too sour for my taste. I mean, you know, it felt like not only my mouth was puckering on that. Day. <laughs> At 86. Next, I have, is in, in staying with what I would term the traditionals, the traditional sour beers, or at least what, what they felt like to me, the Rodenbach Grand Cru. I really think this one worked for me. Uh, paired with some food, uh, I think it would be a really winning combination. Probably a little bit of an injustice just to drink it on its own in this particular instance. I gave it a 90. Veering out of uh, the so-called traditionals, I guess one would say, uh, but more pleasing to my palate and something I would probably drink a little bit more often. Uh, at a 91, I have the Dogfish Head Festina Pesh. I think it's a good introduction to almost a style, but they've reinterpreted it and uh, they call it a neo-Berliner. Neo uh, it's an American style interpretation. Uh, I thought it was I thought it had a refreshing taste, and to me it was another dogfish head winner. Uh, a good introduction, something that I would pick up again. Gave it a 91. And at the top of my, my ratings is the Duchesse de Bourgogne. Uh Delicious, flavorful, balanced, a really delightful experience. Some mild cheese, apple, candlelight, you're set to go on this one. 90, <laughs> 93. Nice. All right. Corey. <clears throat> oh boy, this is the first time I've ever actually had a uh, score sheet freed of my uh, audio recording duties. This is, uh, this is exciting for me. So See, I told you it's I know, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, He's been promoted. Make sure, <laughs> make sure you tell all your friends. <laughs> Simplybeer.com. I'm assistant junior's assistant to the supervisor. So, uh, okay. Um, starting at the bottom would be the... Uh, the Cantillon Rose de Gambrinus. Uh, at the outset, I, I, I have to confess, I'm not a, a huge beer geek like Peter, and, or even Mark for that matter. I do like my beer, though. Uh, not generally a fan of the sour beer uh, genus, but, but, but some of these did, did appeal to me. Number six, the Cantillon Rose de Gambrinus. Very, very sour. It didn't really have any um, offsetting qualities to me. It was just, you know, it was very red and raspberry colored, but I, I didn't really taste much of the raspberries. It had a very bitter aftertaste. It had an odd nose. Um, just, I, I did not enjoy it, didn't find it pleasant. I gave it a 74. 
That's a passing grade, but but barely. Nothing to write home about. Number five uh, was the uh, the Zetzer, Flemish red Zetzer. It's almost Zotzer. like a South African name. Was it Zetzer? Zetzer? Zetzer. Zetzer. Um, I found it a bit undistinguished, but and it was sour, but 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 not objectionably so. Um, it had no lingering aftertaste. Um, you know, it was it was okay to drink, but but again, it didn't really jump out at me. I gave it a seventy nine. It's a high C. Uh, coming up, number four was actually, you know, what I found to be a very, very pleasant drinking uh, near beer was the the Linerman's uh, the <laughs> the Linerman's Pesci Lambic, uh, the, the the Joe Pesci Lambic. It was, you know, it's peach cobbler beer is what it is. It's it's very it's it's, you know, a little bit more butch than a Bartles and James, but not tremendously more so. Uh, but if you have a sweet tooth, like I do, admittedly, um, it's a very enjoyable drink. I'm going to pour myself some more of it, but at no time am I going to kid myself that I'm drinking beer. It's, I'm drinking carbonated alcoholic peach cobbler, and it's, and it's delicious for what it is. I gave that an 82. <clears throat> Number three uh, on the hit parade is the, uh, the Rodenbach Grand Cru. I, this was not my highest rated beer. <clears throat> I, I readily... Uh, except that it is uh, a, a standard bear uh, of the genus, but this isn't my genus. Well, it's I'm not actually my... surprised you gave it that. You it's know, based it's, on. It's I I was you know what I was impressed by I was impressed by how perfectly they balance the sweet and the sour. That's got to be a monumentally difficult task. One you know, see here to the side. And, and the whole thing falls apart like a house of cards. Yep. So this thing, it, you know, for that effort alone, that achievement alone... No, um, it's, it's, it's a good observation yeah. to make, you know, that these beers are not easy to craft, especially the Flemish Reds. You know, when you're combining, and the length of time that it takes to make them. I mean, you know, these, these are not easily crafted beers. Except right. For, this isn't peasant beer. They're not yeah. kicking this stuff out. This isn't swill. It's tough. I happen not to to be crazy about the taste, but but by after saying that, I can also say that in tasting it, you can tell that this is an expertly crafted beer. I gave it an 85. Um, second to the top, uh, my familiar favorite dogfish head. Um, you know, it, this is such an outlier, frankly, in this group. It, it mm. tasted nothing like the other beers. Um, it was citrusy rather than being sour. It was very light. Uh, as opposed to the other beers. It was refreshing, which I really wouldn't say of any of the other beers. Um, it was sweet. It was, it was, a, it was a good tasting beer. Uh, not as sweet as the Linerman's uh, Pesh Lambic, but I, I don't think that uh, if you just ate straight sugar, that would be as sweet as the Linerman's. So <laughs> the, 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 the dogfish had, uh, you know, enjoyable, had a little bit of the dogfish uh, house brand flavor, but um, an interesting beer. But I would hesitate to, to lump it in with these others as a sour beer. Mm. Um, my top beer, the, the, the beer that I enjoyed the most was the, the Duché. What did you uh, score the dog? The dog huh? What did you put the score? Oh, I'm sorry. The, the, the score for the dogfish was an 86. Uh, and, then, um, and then the score that I gave the, uh, my favorite, which is the Duché's, Duché. 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 Bourgogne. Bourgogne. Uh, I gave that an 89. Far and away, my favorite beer here. Uh, it was it was like a it was caramely. It was nice. It was sweet. It was chewy. 
delicious. I enjoyed it. The aftertaste was delicious. The nose was totally enjoyable. It was it was like a, a, a Toll House brownie, except in beer form, but but still very much identifiably as a beer. So, um, you know, probably it's it's not going to be uh, considered by the hardcore beer geeks as being a straight up sour beer, but for somebody with my palate, uh, it, it hit all the right notes. Cool. Thank you. Eighty nine. Eighty nine. All right. All right. For me. Um... The Linderman's uh, Pesh Lambic, too much like a wine cooler, <laughs> too sweet, not enough sour. Um, it just, I, yeah, it was like liquid sugar. Uh, I, I gave it an 82, and, and I think I was really being generous with that one. Um, nonetheless, 82. Uh, next after that was the uh, Zotzer Flemish Red. Uh, this one was a bit more sour than the uh, Duché, uh, but there was something in this beer that just was not sitting right with me. There was a, a flavor that kept popping up that I couldn't place and I didn't particularly like. Um, and, and besides that, it was kind of ho-hum. Um, so it was kind of middle of the road for me. I, I gave it an 86. Next, uh, I had a tie for the next two. Uh, so, uh, at a 90, uh, the uh, Cantillon Rose de Gambrinus. Now, <laughs> unlike Corey and Mark, I, I, I really appreciated the tartness, and I called it uh, Puckerlicious. <laughs> um, you know, the, you get past the tartness, and there's a lot of flavors. The mint and the raspberry were very strong in this beer, and, and I really enjoyed it, and I, I gave it a 90. After that, the Dogfish Head Festina Pesh also got a 90. Um, I love the dry tart, very refreshing, green apple, slight, you know, I the, it was kind of funny, this green apple is a little bit more prevalent in the beer to me than the, the peach, uh, but nonetheless, I enjoyed the flavors, and I enjoyed the dry finish, good summer beer. And you know, uh, of course, that God didn't make little green apples. You yes. know that, right? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Jolly Rancher did. <laughs> <laughs> that I gave a 90. All right. After that was the uh, uh, Duché de uh, Bourgogne. I gave that uh, a 92. And I thought this was a good entry-level stepping stone beer into the sours. It really had enough sourness in the beer to let you know it was a sour beer, but it had a good malty backbone to it um, that would lend to more of uh, someone coming from a Bach or, or that kind of style of beer. Um, but good fruity flavors, figs and leather, and I really enjoyed it. Again, a 92. Um, and then my winner for the night, uh, the Rodenbach Grand Cru. Uh, love this beer. Great. Earthy, oaky, great balance of flavors. No, I'm glad we did I, this. I think it was a good. I think it was a good learning experience for us all. And uh, I'd, I'd revisit I think, a couple I of them. The ones I said I would revisit. Great. I, I think this sums it up for uh, this week of sour beers. So uh, thank you, Corey. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Appreciate your uh, hard work tonight. I know it was uh, a test on your taste buds, but uh, we no, appreciate it. It was pleasant it. though because I, 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 I'm adventuresome. I like to try different things, and this was right up my alley, frankly. 
Well, you can listen to Simply Beer Podcasts on iTunes or download them straight from our website, simplybeer.com. Uh, we add content several times a week, so check in, leave us comments. We like to read them. You can follow us on Facebook. It's uh, facebook.com slash simplybeer. Or follow us on Twitter, which is twitter.com slash simplybeer. Uh, that's it for tonight. So this is Peter Kennedy, brewer and creator of Simply Beer, saying goodnight, and may your pint always be full. I'll be back tomorrow night and drink some more. I don't care what the people are thinking. I ain't drunk. I'm just drinking. But you're so high. Oh, no, you the one drunk. Look at your eyes, man. But you're so high. Don't you tell my lady now. Well, I ain't here, but, but so four, five, six, seven.